listening to Fun with Horror with your hosts, Scotty and Andrew. Well, hello, all you friends and family of horror and fun with horror and everybody out there. <laughs> this is Fun with Horror. Uh, welcome back to your weekly uh, horror movie review podcast show in which Andrew and I give each other movies to watch, and then we discuss them the following week. We have two rules. Two rules when picking our movies. One, whoever picks the movie has to pick a movie they've never seen. And number two, we both have to watch the movie. Nice. So yes, if I pick a movie and Andrew's already seen it, well, he's got to watch that movie, gosh darn it. (laughs) He's got to watch it again, even if he hated it. Um, last week, Andrew. Yes, Scotty. What'd you pick? I picked, I picked, I picked a recent movie. I picked Don't Breathe 2. Ooh. Directed by Roto Sayagas. And I was looking forward to seeing it. You were too. Mm-hmm. So we watched it and we're going to discuss it. Yes. Um, of course, stay tuned, everybody, until the end of this episode, to hear what Andrew will be picking for next week's movie. Ooh. Next week's movie. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. <laughs> what a great intro. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I was I was trying to remember everything to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. Now, it, you know what though? It sounded natural whereas mine I Yeah. I know what I'm going to say, but I still have my notes out. And so I noticed that I'll catch myself reading it, and I'm like, ah, now it sounds rehearsed. The first rule of acting, Andrew. I know. Is to memorize your lines. I know, <laughs> but I'm so, I don't know, man. I'm not, well, Getting first of character. all, I'm retired. <laughs> I retired Wait, from since the when? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't acted since LA, man. What? That was like 10 years ago. I'm rusty. You never retired, though. <laughs> Hey, I haven't acted since I was 21 or, (laughs) no, nineteen, eighteen, whatever. Whatever. But I'm never retired. (laughs) Maybe someday. (laughs) Maybe someday I'll get back into it. I don't know. You know who does think we're perfect? Who's that? Big Timmy Caprizi and Dystopia Dan. (laughs) Wow, what a segue. That was beautiful. But seriously, yes. everybody, as everybody might know, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can in Spotify, and I don't think you can in Google right. Podcasts. But in Apple Podcasts, people can leave reviews. And, and a couple of people, we just wanted to give a shout out because they left two very lovely reviews. Yes, absolutely. Big Timmy Caprizi. And Dystopia Dan, if you're out there listening, thank you very much. Yes. Your kind words mean the world to us. Seriously. Serious. I know. When I when I saw him one day at work, it just I was like, oh man, that's made my whole day better. It was awesome, really. Yeah. And that one day that I was uh sitting on the, the toilet and I saw them, <laughs> it just it just made that experience. A lot better. (laughs) 
You know what else will make it better? Fiber. Fiber. (laughs) How do you know I don't already eat fiber and that's why I was in there? (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Well, that went off the rails quickly. Yeah, real quick. (laughs) But for real, thank you. Seriously, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody that has left us a review or even just given us a bunch of stars Mm -hmm. and not written a review. We appreciate all of them. And if if you want, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Even if you want to tell us you hate us, (laughs) that we suck, you know, we appreciate it all. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, Well, I mean, I guess we... We don't really appreciate that, but yeah, I'd, 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 I'll throw it out there. I'd much rather appreciate a good one, <laughs> but <laughs> that's uh, fair. <laughs> I guess if you want to write something mean, <laughs> it's just like high school <laughs> yeah. all over again for Andrew. <sighs> yeah, I mean, don't be mean, of course, but you know, constructive criticism is always nice. Yes, yes, there you go. I mean, yes. We're not going to listen to it, but. <laughs> How was your week, Andrew? It was pretty good, man. It was a good week. Yeah. 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 Really busy, but uh, we had up up here in Washington State, we had lots of snow. So I actually had to work from home a couple days because we were snowed in. Oh, man. I know. That's kind of nice. You had to work from home. You're right. you. That was nice. But being, I'm not a, I just, I don't like snow. I don't like it. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. I just, I look at snow. I don't, it's pretty to look at. I get that. But driving in snow is a real pain in the butt, and I I yeah, don't like it. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I wouldn't want to drive in snow either. Good. Yes. But as you said, you get to work from home. Right. Which is nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. You get to sit and look out the window at that beautiful white snow falling. That's true. That is true. Oh. But what about you? How was your um, week, dude? Well, LA. <laughs> I- I'm going to tell you something that chaps my hide, buddy. <laughs> LA is experiencing a big spike in COVID cases, you know. Iurg. You know, what, you know, it's it's what it is. But here's what chaps my hide. Please. Scream 5 is about to come out. <gasps> And yes, it's just called Scream. You're right. Because that, well, that chaps my hide too. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, you can't call it Scream 5 or I something, know. you know, just Scream. Hey, like... what, what are you going to watch this weekend? I'm going to watch Scream. Which one? Right. It's the same with Halloween. <laughs> you know? Halloween did the same thing. Yeah, and we got used to saying Halloween 2018, so I guess we're going to call this one Scream 2022. Right. Anyway, that, that that's not what cha- well, like, okay. <laughs> what chaps my hide is that some of us, mm-hmm. you know, and no judgment to anybody who makes their own choices, but some of us don't feel quite safe to go to a theater right now. Fair. Yep. And with a movie like Scream, that's going to be not fun because you know we're going to be dodging spoilers. Right. People are probably going to want to go on the internet and say, oh, this, I can't believe so-and-so was the killer. Right. You know, uh. Mm. So I'm not looking forward to dodging spoilers because personally, I don't feel safe going into a theater right now. I don't really want to catch COVID. 
I get you, man. I get it. So I really wish that Scream was releasing on one of the streaming services at the same time. Even if I had to pay a rental price, I would do it. Yep. For for a movie like this, I would do it. Just so I don't have to go to a theater. So I agree. I mean, have just watching Halloween Kills and the way both you and I watched it was kind of a marathon was really fun. Like I would love to that do was that with Scream. Watch four and the, or you know, one one through four and then do five, maybe in a couple days, but that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, and for us it also means that a review of Scream is gonna have to wait until right. we both get to see it. Yep. If we even do an episode for it, we may just watch it and then talk about it here in the intro. That's yeah. Who knows what the future brings? Who knows? <laughs> Get the girl! It's not me you need to be scared of, little girl. But the man standing next to you. Now, I don't know who he is, but I know who he's not. Should I tell her or you? Hey, everybody out there. This is Scotty from Fun With Horror. And before... You hear us talk about Don't Breathe 2. I just wanted to uh, say a little disclaimer here. After we recorded this episode, I realized that I made a pretty big error throughout the episode and throughout the discussion of Don't Breathe 2. I keep referring to a specific character as Rocky Boy. Well, that's wrong, and I apologize. The character that I'm referring to is actually named Jared, and he is played by Bobby Schofield. Rocky Boy is actually an actor by the name of Rocky Boy Williams, and he plays the character Duke. Uh, so when you listen to this, please uh, please forgive me, forgive us. Uh, we made a mistake, and I just wanted to throw this disclaimer in before you listen to the discussion. Thank you. You know one thing I do know, Andrew? What's that? The movie we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> How'd you like that segue? Dude, you're on a roll with segues today. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> no pun intended, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you write a segue. Mm. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh. And that's, and that's the show, folks. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, what movie? What movie? Andrew, don't breathe. <gasps> two. <laughs> you don't breathe, Do you two. Know how, you know how many times I said that to my girlfriend? How many times? <laughs> how many times? How many times did you know did how you many times? <laughs> Once. <laughs> Once now. I One thought time. it'd be <laughs> no. two times. Two time. Two time. Oh, my God. Boy. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Scotty. Welcome back to Fun with Horror. <laughs> Your weekly movie review podcast, <laughs> where this week we're talking about Don't Breathe 2. They're beautiful. It was directed by Rodo Sayagas, yes. and it was released in 2021, starring Stephen Lang as the blind man. <laughs> <laughs> Who was also the blind man in Don't Breathe 1. Andrew, what did you think of Don't Breathe 2? <laughs> No, this is your movie. You start. What did you think of Don't Breathe 2? I, I just figured we're so off the rails. I know. Today's crazy. 
What did I think of it? Do you want to know what I thought of it? I really do. Yes. What did you think of Don't Breathe 2? Oh, boy. Andrew? <gasps> I was slightly disappointed in Don't Breathe 2. Totally fair. What did you think of it? Yeah, I'll get into it in a second, but what did you think of it? I was slightly disappointed as well. Believe oh it or not. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh, boy. And I will, yeah, oh I have boy. my notes as well. But uh, I have, yeah. 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 I mean, okay, so let me first off say that there's a lot to like about this movie. Totally. I watched it twice. I watched it once to enjoy, to absorb. And then number two, I watched it with the commentary, mm. uh, which was just Roto, the oh, director. Okay. Um, interesting thing, Fetty Alvarez uh, and Roto, they both they both created the, this Don't Breathe series. They, they created the first movie. Fetty was the one who directed it. Okay. And it showed, like, Fetty had directed movies before. This time, they switched roles. Ah. They both they both wrote this one too, but they decided to let Roto direct this one, and it was his first one, ah. uh, his first his first movie. So, but I honestly I don't think I don't I don't really fault the direction of the movie mm-hmm. or anything. It's more it's more the story and the writing. And I feel like, in essence, I feel like they had a really good premise for mm-hmm. the movie. But halfway through, they didn't really know exactly where to go with it. Fair. And they kind of made it up as they went along, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the first the first 40 minutes of the movie seemed very, very good. Right. And then all of a sudden, a phrase that we've said many times today, it kind of went off the rails a little bit for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, well, let's talk about the first 40 minutes first. Yes. And I'll, then I'll, as, as I do, I'll tell you how I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, um, man. I love your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So... So, yeah, so we have this story going on, uh, and, oh, okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. Spoiler warning. We're going into spoiler territory. We're definitely going to spoil Don't Breathe 2, but we are also probably going to spoil Don't Breathe 1. In Correct. fact, I know we are. Yes. So, if you haven't seen either movie, here's your warning. Bam. Okay. Um, that was perfect. So, (laughs) when we start off the movie, we see a little girl walking away from a burning house, collapsing in the road. And then all of a sudden, we jump ahead eight eight years. Right. Right? Yep. And the blind man, and I know his name, by the way, his name is Norman Nordstrom. Wow. Good work. Yeah, they (laughs) never say his name in the movies. No, they don't. but, But, uh... Fetty and Roto uh, say his name in the in the bonus features and stuff. So, nice. yeah, Norman is his name. So I'm going to be referring to him as Norman through most of this podcast. Perfect. Norman has is raising this little girl, and right away, 
this is one thing I did like about the movie. I liked that this movie gave us a sense of mystery. We had no idea what was going on. Correct. Yeah, totally. And because of the events of the first movie, I was a little weirded out. Like, who is this little girl? How did Norman get this little girl? Because, as we know in the first movie, it's pretty dark. Yeah. He kidnapped a, a girl, and he was trying to, with a cooking baster... Yes. <laughs> he was trying to impregnate her with his own with his own seed. Right. Semen. Yes. Because it was the girl and, uh, that killed his <clears throat> daughter, I believe in a car accident, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he was trying to replace his daughter by pretty much raping a girl. Right. Yeah. So that horrifying. was uh, yeah, it was it was horrifying. So right away I know I, I don't know if you had the same thought, but I'm wondering how this little girl came around. I thought the exact same thing. I was very nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're introduced to a ranger named Hernandez who takes the little girl into town. Um, Nor Norman doesn't really want that to happen, but he's confronted with the idea that the little girl's going to start to rebel, so he's got to let her go sometime. Right. In town... They come across creepy ass meth head named oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Raylan, right. and Raylan is played by Brendan Sexton the Third. Correct. And he was creepy. He was creepy. Do you do you remember him from Empire Records? Did you ever see Empire Records? I did not see Empire Records. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so all the Empire Records fans out there. Yeah, you 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 guys remember <laughs> Brendan Sexton the Third? He was he was a crazy little character in that movie. Really, okay. and he's got a quirkiness to him that I love every time I see him in a movie. I really I and he, agree. I liked him, but he yeah. was creepy. But I really liked the actor for sure. Yeah. Um, and so this eventually leads to these meth heads invading Norman's house where Norman is living. It's a new house. He doesn't live there anymore. Uh, the house from the first movie, I mean. Right, right. He's living in a new house with the little girl, and they invade the house. This part, I was, okay, slightly torn on, because number one, mm -hmm. number one, I love this part. It was back to the tension of the first movie. Yep. And even more so, because these meth heads all were bad. Right, yes. Okay, we saw one of them just brutally murder Hernandez the Ranger, which which I hated. That broke my heart. I really liked Hernandez. I was hoping she was going to be like a kind of the savior of the movie that comes and but nope, right away they kill her. Right away. I agree. And it was it was a brutal brutal kill. Oh, horrible. Which I appreciate. Yep. Um uh but yeah, so these these were all bad people mm -hmm. and but this is this this begins one of my first issues with the movie. Mm, okay. Because one of the biggest things about this movie is whether or not I feel basically the movie almost makes Norman the hero. Yes, exactly. He's he is the protagonist of the movie. But he's not a character I like. Nope. And the the events of the first movie 
really I mean they they made him in the first movie you felt kind of sympathetic for him until right. you find out what kind of a person he really is. Yep. And I couldn't ignore that in this movie. Agreed. So I don't know if other people watching this movie can be more forgiving of Norman because this movie is supposed to kind of be his redemption. Right. He's, he's not doing anything bad. He's he knows he's done bad. Uh but he's protecting this little girl who he found on the street, we find out. Yep. Um so yeah, let, jumping ahead a little bit, we basically we find out that the burning house was a meth lab and the little girl was the daughter of two meth heads and she had walked out of this house while who knows where the other people were if they got out later or if they fled and just left her right which that was my is very likely yep and norman we find out finds her in the street and takes her in yeah and then teaches her how to survive in the in the world of bad people yep including himself so yeah so one of the biggest things is whether you can forgive Norman and whether you can accept him. It was hard for me to accept him. I 100% agree. And I even thought like looking at this movie, if no one saw the first one, they would probably like Norman and probably be rooting for him. So, cause it's all, I mean, it's a whole different story. So if you never saw the first one, you're not going to, you're not going to miss out, I guess on everything will make sense i guess i should say in this one but in doing that like it you really would consider him the hero but looking at the first one you're like this guy is a bad guy he did a horrible horrible thing we should not root for him (laughs) so that's an interesting thought yeah and funny enough i didn't think of that the entire movie that this movie i mean except for the one line near the end of the movie where Norman has this moment of self-reflection uh, where he, you know, he says, I've killed, I've raped. Oh, yeah, you're I, right. I don't deserve to live or whatever he says after that. Yeah. But he, that was the one part where he recognizes his own evil. Right. And other than that line, you're absolutely right. You do not have to see the first movie to see this one. Mm-hmm. You only have to see the first movie to understand who Norman really is. Right, exactly. But yeah, if you don't watch the first movie, you just watch this one. There's nothing else that ties into the first movie. No. Nope. Really? No. Nope. And he's wow, the hero. That's interesting. I did. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's he's kind of the hero, but then maybe watching the first movie is what gives you as an audience member a a a, a conflict inside on right. whether you should be rooting for Norman. So because obviously they present people who are even worse than Norman. Right. Right. But then yeah, we have this we have 40 minutes of this movie is basically kind of like the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> a bunch of people are invading his house but with the addition of a little girl. Right. Trying to also survive in this house. Mhm. And I guess it's about 45 minutes in. They kidnap, they get the little girl. 
They right. achieve what they wanted. They get the little girl. They set the house on fire they, with Norman inside it mm-hmm. um, and leave him for dead. And they take the little girl. And then the rest of the movie is revealed. And at this point, I was wondering what the heck is going to happen now. Right. Yep. Because I was pretty much sure the whole movie was going to somehow take place in the house. I I thought the same thing. Um, yep. But yeah, so they take the little girl back to this hotel that they've, it's like an abandoned hotel that they've converted into where they live. And man, it just gets worse and worse because yeah, you find out the little girl is their daughter. The kidnapper. Her mom yeah. appears. <laughs> <laughs> her mom appears in a wheelchair and we find out that her mom is dying because of the fumes from that fire. Mm-hmm. And they want, they want to do a, a dirty heart transplant between yeah. the little girl and her mom to keep her mom alive. And yeah. that's evil in itself. Right. But what's even more evil and despicable is that they don't even really care about the mom. Uh, they basically, they only want her because she's the only one that knows how to cook meth. Yep, exactly. So that's the only reason they want to keep her alive, and they're willing to sacrifice the little girl just to be able to cook more meth. Yeah. She's All right, so that's that's despicable. Right, absolutely. Um, Norman makes his way to the hotel, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's Norman invading the hotel, and okay, I will I will talk about this now. Yeah, as you know, I try to ignore things that need a little bit of extra disbelief. Right. Yes. Um, in movies, I try and I try and be forgiving of movies when it comes to stuff like that. It became very difficult with this movie for me. Yeah. (laughs) And because, okay. So first of all, one thing I didn't like, they killed Norman's dog. I know. We always hate when they kill a dog. Absolutely. And it was, it was done pretty well, except for, I mean, there's, so the dog goes outside because it hears something, and as the dog's like coming towards something, you see a, a somebody shoots a tree in front of the dog. Right. And I don't know, man. That was just I was almost heartbreaking. Yeah. Like oh. this poor dog, and then there's a bullet. I don't know something about them shooting the tree first, and the dog like like what was that? Right. Yeah. It more just, curious. I don't, than I don't know. It broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I know. I'm with you, dude. Broke my heart. I know, little puppy. Um, Norman found the dog, and then <laughs> they replaced the dog by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the meth, the meth head, uh, Raylan has a dog in a cage in the back of his truck, a vicious dog. Yeah. The dog chases Norman into the house. Norman traps the dog behind a uh, a mattress frame, yeah. and yeah, springs. Um, and there's a there's a touching moment where he's a. He's thinking he's got to shoot this dog. And then he doesn't. He decides not to. He decides just to keep the dog trapped. Mm-hmm. And then he saves the dog's life when the house is on fire. And then the dog is Norman's friend. And this is how they decide Norman finds this hotel. 
He puts a <laughs> leash on the dog, and he says, "Go home, boy." Yeah, that's how the he the dog finds the hotel for him because he just lets the dog take him home. Yes. Yeah, that was a little bit of a strain. Yep. for me, I would agree. <laughs> And I'm going to be honest, the commentary by Roto even gives away that they had no idea at first how Norman was going to find the hotel. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it hit them. It hit them with with the dog and everything. It hit them how he could find the hotel. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's kind of like an afterthought type thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you guys are stretching it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then the whole hotel scene. So Norman comes into this hotel like Rambo, yeah, killing killing meth heads left and right, making his way until there's a final showdown in the pool room, which mm-hmm. was a cool setting. I will I, say that. I agree. The pool room against Raylan, and yeah, he finally yeah. Ah. Uh, Raylan accidentally shoots his wife, the mom, yeah, who almost drags the little girl into the pool. I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. And then Raylan and Norman have this fight yeah. amongst uh bug spray smoke. Mhm. Is that what it was? I think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, it was like bug spray fogger. Yeah. And at the last minute Raylan's about to kill Norman. Raylan, Norman takes out Raylan's eyes, literally, so that yes. he can be blind like Norman. Yeah, yeah. he pu- pushes his thumbs in. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then at the last second, the little girl kills Raylan, saves Norman, and then that's when Norman's like, "Don't come here! Don't come closer!" <laughs> that's actually a pretty good and- little impression, dude. <laughs> I was going to ask you to do an impression of no, Norman. Not after that. That was pretty accurate, dude. I've killed. I've raped. Dude, that's... Don't come closer. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Okay, so let me... I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to talk about Stephen Lang because he is amazing. I love Stephen Lang. Yep. Uh, but... Here's the thing about the whole hotel sequence. Please. I feel like they made Norman like Daredevil. I have that same note. Oh my gosh. It's, did you write Daredevil down? Yeah, dude. I did. And it was especially the scene in the pool where his hand yeah. is there and he just shoots like three shots and hits all three guys. And I was like, what? Oh, that wasn't in the that was in the the basement. Or the basement, right, right, wherever the water yeah. was or whatever. And I just kind of went, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, like Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. Shoots all three of them. Boom, boom, boom. Perfectly. Yep. I was like, I don't think that's that would and happen. And it's because but... they, they stepped into the water and the ripples from the water came to Norman's hand. Yeah. <laughs> Norman's playing dead and... Yeah, that was weird, man. It was weird. That didn't make any because sense. Because the whole... <laughs> The beauty of Don't Breathe One yeah. is that Norman was blind, but they were on his territory. Right. Yeah, exactly. The the people trying to rob his house were on his territory. 
he knew his house better than they did. Exactly. And there were brilliant moments where he turns off the lights and he knows his house. So he's making his way through the basement where these kids are, have no idea where they are. Right. And that was brilliant. But now all of a sudden they put Norman in a environment that he is not familiar with at all. He doesn't know this hotel. Yeah. No, not at all. And, First of all, you have to give the movie the idea that the dog led him to the hotel right. in a like that quickly, first of all. Right. Yeah. It's it's not like it takes like a day or something. It he gets him there quick. Yeah. Just <laughs> in foot. time to save yeah. the little girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on foot. On foot. <laughs> and Norman knows exactly where to go to the basement to turn off the breakers, to turn off the power yeah. in the hotel. To save the little girl in the nick of time. Right. That was that was tough, and then, like you said, yeah, uh, the fighting, everything, yeah, just Norman just seemed supernatural. Agreed. And he, yeah, I I definitely wrote down Daredevil because there were times that Norman seemed as attuned to his other senses as Daredevil is, but exactly. we all know Daredevil has superpowers. Norman doesn't. He's a Navy SEAL. Right. So, yeah, that that bothered me. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> and I I even think my issue with the second half of it cuz I agree. I thought the first half was pretty good. It reminded me a lot of the first one, which is what I was kind of hoping for and expecting. Um, but then when it in it, the second half became an action movie, which I was like, "What? That's not what I was expecting." Which is Yeah, kind of, yeah. It just yeah, it just I, like you said, I mean, he's Daredevil or he's John McClane or something, you know? And I was just like, I don't know. I was hoping for more of that suspense. I totally get that. So, it threw me off for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, so when you have something like that, and that was that was a big one. Mm-hmm. All the little things start to bother you more. Right. Yep. The things that I might be able to just get past on another movie, they start mm-hmm. to bother me more. Um. Like, okay, so I'm going to nitpick here. Here's little Please. things I'm going to nitpick. Please. In Norman's house, there's the red box that he tells the little girl to go <laughs> lock herself into. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> Brilliant scene, first of all. Agreed. Okay? I did like the scene, and I liked the tension of the one guy trying to drown her. Right. Pouring her water out. in. Mm-hmm. Um. And also putting the the live wire over the water. Yeah, oofta. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a very tense scene. But then, but then, okay. So this this Norman comes along, and after he takes care of the dude, he he knocks the box over because the little girl's drowning in it. Right. And then he rips open the door right. with his bare hand. Yeah, I'm like. The dude that was in the house in that basement that was fighting Norman mm-hmm. was bigger than Norman. Yes, I thought he the same He could have done thing. the same thing. Yes. He could have opened that door just as easy. Come on. Yeah. Yep. And also a door that's that easy to open is water wouldn't leak out of it. Okay. Right. Okay, so that bothered me. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> we got the super glue scene, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was that was awesome. I have that note. 
I loved the super glue scene. Uh, Norman puts super glue on the guy's nose and mouth to suffocate him. Yeah. And <laughs> the, Jim Bob comes in. Is that his name? Yeah, Jim Bob, the blonde guy who was amazing. Yeah, also. super creepy. Lots of stuff to love in this movie still. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to keep stressing that. There's a lot of things to love. And Adam Young, who played Jim Bob, is one of those. Yes. he was such a creepy meth head dude. Yeah, he freaked me out for sure. Yeah, right? Oof. Yeah. Oh, man. He was so good. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> he pokes, he uses a screwdriver <laughs> to poke a hole in, in uh, I think the guy's name is uh, Rocky, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Rocky boy. Yeah. He pokes a hole in his cheek. Yeah. <laughs> So that he can breathe, and then Rocky Boy slices <laughs> the 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 uh, the super glue on his mouth, so oh. that he can breathe out of his mouth. And in doing so, like cuts his lips or something because yeah. his mouth starts bleeding. Ugh. Okay, so I get this, but then <laughs> not too long after, we see Rocky Boy again. Suddenly, he has no super glue on his face at all. Nice. And I'm sitting there yep. thinking, how did he get that super glue <laughs> off his face so quickly? That's true. And I'm, I'm just, it was just a little touch. And I just feel like maybe they just wanted to save on special effects or something. I don't know. Yeah. It would have been nicer to see his nose just with super glue caked on his nose for right. the rest of that section of the movie. Agreed. That would be awesome. Or they, or they, you know, I mean, with movies, they always film it out of sequence. <laughs> Maybe it was just totally a screw up. But they were like, oh, yeah, you should have had super glue all over. Whatever. I don't know, man. That that <laughs> bothered me a little bit. The white streak in the hair. Yeah. There's a moment where Raylan uh, gets Phoenix, the little girl. I keep saying the little girl, but yeah, her name is Phoenix. Yes. Uh, Raylan gets Phoenix and he... To prove that she's his daughter, he takes off his hat and he's got a white streak in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Is that genetic? Is that a genetic thing, buddy? <laughs> I don't think so. I even thought when I first saw it, I was like, oh, he's totally playing her. Because he saw her earlier at the gas station. He had a hat on. I thought maybe, I didn't think at first maybe it wasn't her dad. Maybe it was just some creep. Um, and I thought maybe he went to the store and just, you know, got a... I don't know, hair dye or something, did the streak just to convince her. But no, no. Yeah, that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like, oh, she's young. She's not going to know. If I show her the streak in my hair, she'll think I we're related. I thought that would be interesting, but no, it was, I guess, genetic. Yeah, I don't, that, that was kind of weird to me. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and finally, <laughs> this was a thought I had. Yeah. And I meant to look this up, actually, but I didn't. <laughs> um, can you do a heart transplant between an 11-year-old child and a grown woman? That's a great question. I, Because how big is the heart at her age? Because she's still growing. She's 11. I don't know. I. <laughs> okay, so I just looked it up. Mm -hmm. And evidently, you can... Put an adult's heart in a child's body if you have to. Okay. But there is nothing, nothing online about putting a child's heart in an adult's body. Hmm. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know. That seemed weird to me, but you know, whatever. But they were they were drugged up. Who knows? Maybe they were just going with it. 
Let's talk about good things, though. Yes, please. Yeah, for sure. So there's a lot. Okay, but okay. Before we get into the good things, yes. here's I was I said that I would tell you what I would have done. Yes, yeah, please. I would have made the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. more interesting and drawn out. I would have given more character to the ranger. Yes, and agreed. I would have had the meth head invasion of Norman's house be the climax of the movie. Yes. Yep. And I agree because I, like I said, I that was what I was expecting and and hoping for because I really liked the first one. I love that setting. I love that that intense. Um, I mean, the whole movie was really, in my opinion, much more intense in that house. Yeah. Um. So that was what I was hoping for, and so I think had the whole movie been there again, I would have been fine with it. I wouldn't have thought it was like a rehash of the first one. I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Or even in this house. Not even not even the old house. That's fine. But this house. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's a new house. Yes. Yep. It's bigger. And that makes sense with a little girl in it. Right. I mean, you have this amazing premise of now Norman's got this little girl that he's raising. He's trying. You make it more clear that he's trying to better himself. Right. That he knows he's done terrible things, but that he's trying to better himself. Right. And you build up. These meth heads, you build up the ranger, and you build up the relationship between Norman and Phoenix, and then you have this build up to like 30 to 40 minutes in, these meth heads find Phoenix, and then they come to invade the house. I agree, man. Heck, give Norman, if you want to have a big pool scene like that, if that was so important, then give Norman a empty pool in his backyard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That he never uses. You know, you could have this movie could have been done better. And you know, this is this is where the good things come in. Right. Yeah. Um, first of all, the music. Uh Rocky Rocky Banyos uh nice. did the score again. And oh my god, I loved the music in this movie. Nice. Yeah. Uh it it had some of the same themes from the first movie, and then especially some of the stuff near the end of the movie mm-hmm. was so beautiful and dramatic because of the musical score. Yeah, I get that for sure. I love that. I also loved the uh, the the cinematography. Agreed. By Pedro Luque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautifully shot. Especially, they did another... Just like in the first movie, they did a single shot through the house, yeah, and they did it again in this movie, and they did it longer and better, and it was amazing. I have that same note. I thought that scene was awesome, was perfect, and that was yeah, and that man. was right. I mean, towards the beginning ish, and so I was like, "Oh, here we go again!" Like, good. I'm happy about this. But yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like. If you had given a little bit more time for some of the character development and mm-hmm. then had the invasion happen halfway through the movie, yeah, then you would have been like, oh, you're so built up. You're so tense. You know who these meth heads are. Yeah. They're terrible. They're awful. They're evil. You would have felt even worse about the death of Hernandez, the right. ranger. Exactly. Because her character would have been even more developed. Right. Yep. And then you... You start with that long shot, and it's like, oh, we're back. Now we're back. Yep. 
And here we go. We're going to go for a ride in this house. <laughs> a ride. Ride. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was great. And I was super, super tense when they invaded the house. Because it was done really well. Agreed. I love that shot of him. He gets in the house again after he's found the dog. And you just mm-hmm. see him like he turns one corner and then turns back and you see the two guys behind him. I thought it was yeah. really like a great shot. It definitely set it up again. And I, and then of course they realize he's blind. So, but I just thought that was such, such a pretty shot. It just was, it reminded me, you know what it reminded me of a little bit was, um, the strangers. Yep. The strangers just had that feel. <laughs> Good call, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that was, uh, kind of a an homage to the yeah. strangers. Yep, I could see that for sure. Uh what else? I I liked a lot of the characters, man. Mhm. The characters were so good. Um especially so yeah, we mentioned Brendan Sexton the 3rd as Raylan. Right. He's he played such a good evil white trash meth head. And creepy. So creepy. Yeah. And he had he had a sense of leadership to him too, right? Because he doesn't show up at the house right away with everybody else. Um, he shows up a little bit later, and when he shows up, there's like some gravity to him showing up, right? Like, uh-oh. Absolutely. Uh oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked a lot of the moments. I liked a lot of the kills. I did too. I thought were amazing. And that's, I mean, that's about all I have written down. Raul, okay, that's what I have written down. I don't know if you re- realize this, but Mm-mm. the the one meth head who realized how evil the other guys were, right, yeah. and didn't want them to do that to the little girl, mm-hmm. and helped, he helped, ended up helping Norman, right. He was the first. He was the same guy who tipped the robbers off in the first movie. To Norman's house. Really? Yep. Same character. Oh, interesting. Okay. Very cool. Okay. That's cool. Did you happen to watch the extended ending? Of this one? Yeah. No. No. It was was in the bonus features. Ooh, tell me. It's about, it's basically the same, except Raul is the one who takes Phoenix to the child's home. The children's home. Okay. In the moments of Norman being a daredevil-like person, there were some very cool scenarios, some moments. And one of those was when he took the bell and he shoved it into Jim Bob's mouth (laughs) so that he could hear where Jim Bob was. Yeah. And he threw the hammer at his head. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was great. And all in all, I can can watch this movie again. I have issues with it. It could have been a lot better. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's nowhere near as good as the first, in my opinion. Yep. But to me, it is still a rewatchable movie. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that way. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe some no. point. But I, I was thinking that same thing earlier was, could I rewatch this anytime soon? Mm, I don't know. I could rewatch the first one. I don't know if I could rewatch this one yeah. anytime soon. Like, I'm not excited well, about honestly, I think, it, but I don't know. I think the music and the cinematography go a long way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the acting. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. All the acting is pretty great. Yeah. And I think that all of that goes a long way to still allowing me to enjoy the movie while recognizing its faults. And fair. I probably felt the same way you did. Like, ugh. but it was watching it a second time with the commentary mm-hmm. that helped me feel that way. All right. Well, you maybe know, I'll try it then. So, <laughs> well, no, I mean, the thing is, is I forced myself to watch it. I, I did it for this, for our podcast. Right. And, you know, rewatching it allows me to also give it a second chance. So, you're right. That's, that's why true. I like to watch movies, if I can watch movies twice before we review them. That's fair. Um, there was a couple things I wanted to mention too that I really liked about Please. this. There was a yeah. couple moments. One you already talked about the the long shot with Phoenix was great. Um, but I love her escape. Or actually, no, the first thing I love is how she knows that the bad guys are in the house. Is the light switch goes on, mm. and I was like, "Oh, cool! Like that's yeah. really smart. She's a smart kid because he obviously he would never turn the lights on. He doesn't need to." Um. So I really liked that moment. I was like, okay, I really like this kid because she's smart. She gets it. Um, it also shows that his survival training is right. really good. Right. Yep. Um, the other thing I really liked is during that same scene, for her escape, she she throws her watch, which I thought was good, and has that go off so she can sneak under the bed and slide out the hallway. Oh, yeah. I thought that was yeah. cool. I mean, she. I just really, I really liked her character. She just was a smart and I just liked her. Um, another thing yeah, I really... she didn't. She didn't. She didn't make stupid choices. In exactly. The house. Yep. Exactly. She was smart. She knew what she was doing. Um, and see, and they also didn't make her super superhuman. Exactly. You know, you're right. Like when she goes into the basement, she's trying to close the door, and then that big, huge uh, dude comes and just knocks the door and knocks her down. Right. And. Like I hated seeing that, but man, that was that was a good shot. It yep. was that was good writing right there. Yep. I really liked uh Stephen Lang or what's his name again in the movie? Since they never say it. Norman. Oh, Norman, thank you. I love the scene where he reaches his hands through the glass door. Um mm, it totally yeah. just which again I guess is somewhat supernatural. It kinda reminded me of Michael Myers a little bit, or any or you know, Jason or anyone just breaking through that door and grabbing the guy. I was like, ooh, that's that's fun. That's just reminding me a little bit. I didn't bit. really feel that was that supernatural. Maybe not. Yeah. Because I they guess. were still on they were still on his territory and all he did was put his hands through the small glass panes on right. his on his door. True. I don't know. I just thought I liked that part. It just it it, it I felt again like it may have been an homage to slasher movies. Um mm-hmm. maybe oh, absolutely. not, but I just yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh and then the last thing, okay, help me out with this. Yeah. The very last thing we see, I think it's after I think it's after credits. Um maybe it's at the end, I don't remember. But we see the dog go up to Norman's hand who's laying there dead and lick it. He doesn't move his hand, right? Like in most movies he would like move his hand and you go, "Oh, sequel." Not really. It's it's just it was just a little lead in. The dog kind of moves Norman's finger. Which makes you think, oh, did the dog move his finger? Right. Or did the finger move? But it's and it's an obvious just little bonus scene in the middle of the credits. Right. Saying, hey, 
Norman might still be alive. See, and I, I took it differently. I thought that it looked like he didn't move his hand, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a fun way to shout out those movies where you go, oh, there's another one. But the fact that he didn't, you go, oh, he's dead. Like, that's kind of... Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, how I, I took it like that at oh. all. <laughs> that's how I took it. So I was like, oh, cool. Okay, I like that. It's kind of an homage. But also saying, nope, we're this is it. You know, he's dead. But watch, they'll make a third one, and I'm wrong. <laughs> oh yeah i i almost guarantee that that was it was put there <laughs> just to yeah and even even roto said in the commentary he's like is he dead is he alive you don't know ah okay so yeah it's it's just to leave it open and say hey hey guys we're not gonna say he's alive but he might be yeah okay i mean i'm i i see it more as they didn't specifically have him move his fingers so that if this movie didn't do well, right? Yeah. Then you know, if this is the last don't breathe movie they make, then there it is. He's dead. Yep. My last thing and then I think <laughs> we should jump into our three questions. Um sure. But the last thing that made me <laughs> the whole time I saw Brendan Sexton the 3rd with that mm-hmm. white streak in his hair, every time I saw him, I kept thinking of the main one of the main bad guys in the original Mad Max movie. I cannot think of his name. <laughs> like, there's a bad guy that has white streaks in his hair, and they kind of look the same. Yeah. So every time you pop up, I would always think of Mad Max, which also took me out a little. It shouldn't have, but I just, it made oh. me laugh. So, um, I think, I think you're talking about the, the main bad guy. In yeah. The, yeah. I, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. Um, um, Keep talking. All right. <laughs> anyway, but that was, I, I, that, it just, it was a silly part that made me chuckle. But, um, yeah, those were the parts I liked. There Sorry, you go. I was, uh, I know quick, I tried looking I it up looking at up one IMDb point. IMDb, and I'm doing it quick while we're on air. Hey, let's uh, do it. Hugh Keys Burn as Toe Cutter. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Who also, he also played the, the main bad guy in, Mad Max Fury Road, who is a completely different character. You're right. You're right. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. I think, thank you, but I think we should jump into our three three questions. Three questions. Our three Christmases. Our three Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me these questions, three. So. Without further ado, Scotty, what yeah. was your favorite death slash kill in Don't Breathe 2? Well, I think I got to give it to uh, to Rocky Boy. Yeah. Um, there, were, there, there were some really good ones. I mean, there's, there's the kill of Hernandez, the ranger, because it's just so blunt and brutal. Mm-hmm. And because I like that one because he, he pulls the thing around her throat. Yeah. And you're wondering if she's going to get out of this, but then he just gets the hammer and it's like, oh my, wow, they did it. She's dead. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but Rocky Boy was just because it was a multi tiered kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. First, <laughs> Norman super glues his face so he can't breathe and he miraculously, miraculously gets out of that. Mm hmm. Uh, and, after uh that when they're in the greenhouse i guess or 
Yeah, that was a greenhouse yeah, was a in greenhouse. Norman's. Uh, Rocky Boy is about to get the little girl, and you could tell Rocky Boy he's had enough, and he actually might hurt this little girl, despite <laughs> Raylan saying he wants the little girl un- unharmed. And then Norman comes up behind him and yeah. with that with that three pronged fork thing and just gets him in the back of the neck, and then he just beats him. And it's also a great scene because it's the first time the little girl sees the darkness in Norman. Right. Good point. You know? Ooh, so I would say that that was my favorite kill in the movie. Nice. What about you? I would say my favorite one, and again, it's sort of the aftermath, but it's the mom in the wheelchair getting shot and then Mm. falling off with her wheelchair in the pool with Phoenix handcuffed to her because Phoenix has to take the machete and chop her mom's hand off. I thought that was horrifying. And I was just... I, I know she's dead. The mom is dead at that point. But I just felt like that whole part was just, like, gruesome and gnarly. Um, so that would be my favorite, just because it was so, it was really dark. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, see, that that part bothered me a little bit. Really? That was, uh, I didn't I didn't mention this before, but that was another part of disbelief. Okay. Another scene that I had to give a little to, because first of all, the little girls being dragged into the pool by her mom's body. Right. And she's just hanging on with her little feet on the pole. That's and still fair. able to hold up the mom's like full weight. Right. That's true. Um, and then she goes to all that trouble to get the machete, which also was <laughs> a little bit hard to believe. Fair. And she, I thought it was clever. Cut off the mom's arm mm-hmm. and it's gruesome. And it's like you said, it's fantastic. But then she falls in with her anyway. Right. Yeah, that's true. I was like, you went through all that trouble, <laughs> and then you fell in with her anyway, and she, you survived because you landed on your mom's dead body, and it broke your fall. Right. I don't know. No, I get you. I get <laughs> you. I do. Um, <laughs> next question. Yes, next question. <laughs> Scotty, was it scary? Well, Andrew, after a month of movies that weren't scary at all, mm-hmm. I would say this movie does have some legitimate scares in it fair um it's a home invasion movie at the beginning before it turns into an action movie like you said Mm -hmm. i think i think the first 30 minutes of this movie are filled with suspense and tension yeah and yeah i was legitimately my heart was beating because these these meth heads were scary so and i was scared for the little girl so yeah, I'd say that there's some some very real moments of tension and scares mm-hmm. in the first home invasion. What about you? I w- agreed, actually, 100%. I would say the first half has some freaky stuff before it jumps into the action film. And I think one of the scariest scenes for me was the dad in the bathroom with the girl, where she comes out and he's just sitting okay. there watching her. I was so... Because, I mean, you... you th- uh, Raylan. Raylan, yes. Yeah, yes, sorry. Yeah. Raylan, her, her her bio dad. Um, I just thought that was creepy. He touches her hair. I mean, she's an 11-year-old girl that just went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh. So that just, that freaked me out. So yeah, that was scary. Um, 
again, doesn't help that I have an 11 year old probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that yeah, for sure. I'm with you. First half, yeah, definite, definitely some real um, creepiness, eeriness, scariness. But the second half, not. Now, so real much. quick, have you ever had a Rottweiler chase your your daughter to mm-hmm. teach her survival skills? Uh, I thought about it, but after this movie, I thought, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I've seen it in a movie now. Yep, I don't need I'm to good. anymore. <laughs> uh, no, no, I've not. <laughs> before somebody calls cps on me no um <laughs> anywho question number three friend yeah this will be interesting did you have fun with horror in a way i did okay in a way i didn't yeah as i mentioned the first half of the movie i think is fantastic f- mm-hmm. for the most part um the second half of the movie the second half of the movie lost me the first time I saw it. The second time I had a little more fun with it. Okay. I still I still don't think the movie's great. Mm-hmm. Like the first one was. The first one was just so good. Yeah. Oh, great. Um and I I feel like they could have almost done the first one again, but with this new premise that made actual sense mm-hmm. with Norma's character and just had the the basis of the movie be the invasion of his house. But yeah, they took it a little too far and they went off the rails. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely would say that there's redeeming factors to this movie that mm-hmm. make it worth watching. Um, so I would say half and half. Totally fair. My my and ex- you my exact word I have written down is kinda. <laughs> I kind of had fun. Kinda. Yeah, uh, same thing. Fifty fifty. Um, again, I mean. I'm, beat a dead horse but yeah i really liked that first half i thought that was fun and it did remind me a lot of the first one it's just that second half took me out too so uh yeah yeah and like i mentioned i don't know if i'm gonna rewatch it anytime soon i'm sure i'll rewatch it i rewatch a lot of movies but i there's n- nothing really making me want to rewatch it again anytime anytime soon so yeah and let me clarify from earlier if if we weren't recording this episode about mm-hmm. it, I would not have watched it a second time. Fair. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe eventually, but yeah. uh, not not in one week. Out <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, there you have it. That's our that's our discussion and review of Don't Breathe Two. Nice. Which brings us to now. Last week we found out that this is not fun for Andrew because he has to pick the movie. It's only fun when I get to pick it. That's right. This is this is my job now. Ugh. It's it's always fun for me. Andrew, what are we watching this week? It is fun for me. It is. I'm being a stinker. Well, I I hope stinker. you're happy with this. Uh because uh, you know, part of me moved this this movie up uh my list because of what you said. It'll be a first. <laughs> It'll be a first. Oh man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Finally, 24 episodes. I finally get a movie I want to watch. 
Oh, no, I'm man. kidding. Come on, man. All right. I'm always no, happy. No, I know, but I my my reasoning behind saying that is you had mentioned that you really want to see the remake. So I picked the original first, which is 1992's Candyman. Fantastic. I've never seen this, and it's one I've wanted to see for a long time. So you being I'll excited. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I've only seen it once. Ooh, okay. Awesome. Uh it's yeah. Uh I saw it back when it came out on home video and thought it was g- pretty great. Nice. Um it's based on a story by my favorite author Clive Barker. Not my favorite, but one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know Stephen King is my favorite. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um he's one of my favorites and so I actually bought it recently, oh, I think nice. last year when the when the remake came out and I was going to watch it before the remake. Nice. So yeah, uh thank you. No, thank you. Cuz this is one like I said <laughs> I've had this on my list forever, but hearing you say your number one most anticipated, you know, movie to watch this year was Candyman the remake. Yeah. It's like I got to boost boost this up. The one to clarify of yes. the movies that we didn't get to see last year. Correct. Yes. Um, this is, this is the one that I was Candyman remake is the one I was looking forward to the most. Yes. So. Yeah. And I already know so fantastic. Yeah. I already know I'm going to love the, uh, or you know what? Never mind. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll, I will the say the popcorn you. that you eat while you watch it. Yep. Is that that's what you're going to say? That's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. So, Thank you. Uh, cool. Thank you for putting this up my list a little higher. <laughs> uh, Andrew, where yes. can people watch this if they if they haven't seen it? Good question. Or if they want to watch it again. So unfortunately, this is not streaming anywhere, uh, which is a real bummer. Okay. But you can rent it on pretty much everything. Apple has it. Amazon Prime has it. Um, okay. YouTube even has it. Uh, for I think they're all three ninety nine with you know plus tax. Um, Nice. Yeah. So I I was hoping that it would be streaming so everyone could, if they had a streaming service, they could watch it uh, for free. But it is just rentable at this moment. So yeah, give it All a right. shot. If we, you know, well, there you have it. There you have it. We'd love for you to watch it so you can, uh, you know, enjoy the the conversation next week and know what we're talking about uh, beforehand as well. Yeah, I'm gonna be pretty excited to hear what you think. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited. Um, I'm I like I said I've wanted to see this. I think even before our podcast, it's just been on my list for ever. So I'm 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 yeah, I'm very excited about this one. Yeah, and uh Candyman is one of the more iconic horror movie villains. Yeah. Um he's you know maybe second tier underneath the big ones. Yep. Um but he is up there, so yeah, uh, yeah. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, awesome. I agree. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to watch it, review it, and hear your thoughts. Same with you, buddy. Same <laughs> with you. Thanks, man. Ah, <laughs> ah. This was fun. This is always, uh, you know, I've said this. We'll say this every time, but this is definitely a highlight of the week, my man. Highlight of the week. Yes, I For agree. Sure. But 
we come to the close of another episode. Yes. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for supporting us. And uh, please, we are on the social medias. Pop in, say hello if you'd like to. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're even on YouTube. Yeah, we so, are. Uh, and if you want to write us, nobody has yet, but if you want to write us, <laughs> funwithhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Be the first yes, to say yeah. hello. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll frame your question. And just so you know, Andrew only answers emails with no clothes on. Oh, now no one will email. <laughs> You're like, oh, what are you talking about? Everyone will. No, they'll be I had like, to entice them somehow. No, if I didn't have clothes no. on and their sun was shining, people would go blind, man. I'm so pasty. Stop no, it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Andrew, I love you. I love you, Scotty. I love you so much, buddy. And Have a good week watching Candyman. Thank you, you too. And uh, again, like you said, thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week for Candyman, 1992's Candyman. Bye-bye. Bye. Now.